Welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast. Every day, we see a battle of hate versus kindness. Bullies choose hate. But guess what, guys? Kindness always wins. Here at BBG, we dive into everything from overcoming bullies to building resiliency in ourselves. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb, and let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Well, guys, it's kind of crazy, but season two is winding to a close. Um, My plan has always been two seasons every school year, one from the fall over to winter break and then, you know, spring to the end of the school year. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to put out stuff every single week, have amazing guests that have been able to talk to you guys to help everybody live in a world where kindness truly is king. Um, after this month, I'm going to be taking a break over the holidays and then we will be back and rolling with season three. So I'm super pumped. Uh, today's episode though is super juicy guys. Today we have a 17 year old kid who is doing his best to make a positive difference. So Smith Alley, he's an advocate for kids against the harmful effects of social media. He has some shocking personal experiences and now is working hard to make sure kids are protected from the harmful and dangerous technology and social media that is out there. So you guys are going to love this one and it is a must listen for any parents that are out there. But first, got to pay the bills. Before we jump into the podcast, I just want to give you guys a heads up. For some reason during our call, my audio was not working. So the mic it wasn't picking up. So the audio that you're hearing is just from the computer. So my end may not sound the best, but the important part, Smith, <laughs> he sounds amazing. So please, please listen. And I apologize for the audio. All right, everybody. We are back. Guys, I'm so pumped about today's guest. Um, this guy, Smith Alley, he's had personal experiences with the harmful effects of technology and porn and social media. And now this kid runs his own company called ProTech, where he goes into homes of teenagers um, and families to help educate and give resources to the family. Oh, and by the way, guys, he's 17, okay? Just just going to put that out there. Um, thank you so much, Smith, for coming on to the show, man. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Um, excited to, you know, give insights, excited to just chat and see where it goes. For sure, for sure. So first off, man, how the heck are you? Where are you coming at us from? I am amazing. I live in Bountiful, Utah, so not too far. Um, I go to Bountiful High School. I'm a junior. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm amazing. Yeah, Every you day are. Is a great day. <laughs> yeah, you are. He is amazing, y'all. Man, you're so cool. Well, I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, there are so many people that need to hear your story. So let's just dive down memory lane first thing. So how old were you, man, when you were first exposed to porn? So I was first exposed at eight and a half, um, nine years old around there. And it was so big for me like it was eye-opening yeah um because just my innocence was gone at that point and um even though i was pretty quick to um quick to leave right uh because my parents had taught me what to do when i saw pornography i still my memory filed away um the endorphins that i felt and everything like that and so it's still like kind of rocked my world and changed how I saw the world and um, changed all the chemicals in my brain. And I think even that short exposure just 
created so many new neural pathways um, yeah. in just those split seconds. And so, um, so what was the situation there? Like, was it on an iPad or a computer or what happened? Yeah, I had um, like one of those Android tablets. Um, oh man, back in the day, was, guys. <laughs> yeah, this was a while ago. So um, I guess not a while, but this was, you know, nine years ago. And another thing to notice is that and to note is that my parents were very diligent and we talked a lot as a family about um, pornography and um, that pornography is out there and that what to do when we see it and that it's never our fault if we see it, but still, and my parents being diligent in the fact that like we couldn't have a phone phone with, you know, service um, until we were 18. Um, there were these things that my parents had put in place where they were the strict parents. And even then, like it still got into our house. It still happened. Um, and I was still affected by it, which is one of the reasons that, you know, I'm just shouting my message from the rooftops is because um, even the households and even the parents who try so hard, kids are still going to have to deal with it because yeah. unfortunately now it's part of our society. Yeah. Um, and so we're just going to have to really d dive right in. Every family is going to have to be more diligent, no matter if you're already proactive and, um, you know, good parents we're still going to have to work harder than we've ever worked before. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is every freaking place you look. I mean, it's dang near impossible to not run into it. I mean, it's kind of like, it, you know, you don't ask kids anymore. Like, you know, have you ever run into pornography? It's when was the last time that you ran yeah. into pornography just because mm -hmm. it's so rampant. Um, so like, so, so you ran into it when you were younger, um, eight, nine ish, and then kind of rocked your world a little bit. And then, like, did it develop into this, like, big thing? Um, like, what happened? Yeah, I think getting into the age where you're 10, 11, 12, 13, um, where you're developing hormones and where you're in that stage of life, which is already hard enough, you know, it's already tough to be a middle schooler. Dude, puberty is um, rough. Yeah, puberty, puberty is, is rough. rough. Hormones <laughs> are rough. It's a and, rough go. <laughs> uh -huh. And there's just... It was all those things and then pornography was my coping mechanism and it was just how I released my emotions when I was bored, lonely, stressed, tired, all of these emotions that I had to deal with because we just have to deal with that at that point in our life. Yeah. Um, which is a hard time in our life. Like we do not give enough credit to these young kids who are like going through the worst of times. Dude. Um, Amen. And so it was really hard for me and I used it as a way to get connection and I used it as a way to get love. And I always say that it's because it was so easy to get to. Like I just had to pick up my phone and I thought I was getting love. Um, I just had to, uh, yeah, click on my computer. I was getting love or I thought I was getting love. Right. 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 And it wasn't just that because I also struggled so much with like self-worth um, being on social media, just feeling like I was worthless. Cause I saw all these guys that were ripped and, um, you know, all these guys that I thought were perfect and that killed me at such a young age too, because 
because our society and because social media has made young kids, we force them to think about that already, which we shouldn't. We're giving them um, thought processes that they shouldn't have to deal with, right? Right. Um, and that was hard. I spent a lot of time playing video games, um, just trying to do anything really that could numb me so that I could get out of the world that I was living in and into a different world. Um, I wasn't getting anything real. Everything was fake and everything was, you know, the more that I got of the fake stuff, the more that I watched pornography and spent more time on social media and spent more time playing video games, the less I got of what I really needed. So the more that I just pushed my family away and I pushed my friends away and, um, just kind of felt abandoned and worthless, even though it wasn't that way, right? That was just right. my perception. My right. family was there for me and they're amazing. And so um, that was super big for me. Yeah. And guys, yeah, I want to put this out there. Everyone who's listening, like Smith comes from an amazing family. Like he has amazing parents. Most kids do have parents who care and have an amazing family that's going to help them do what they're, but man, the effects that that stuff does to your brain, like, the, the the amount of loneliness that you feel like I got I got into it too when I was you know 12 13 years old um and like you know everything that you're saying like it's just bringing me back down memory lane just how alone you feel even in the act of viewing and then right after just the the crushing guilt afterwards um I felt like I'd always let my family down all these different things when in reality like you're saying like they still loved me like they still love you like you know, our lives were still pretty decent lives, everything looking at it, but the, know, the damage that that does to you is just, just heartbreaking. So I'm guessing this was, had a pretty big impact on your mental health then. Yeah, for sure. And another thing that I want to say, um, a quote from me now is, uh, when you view pornography, when you um, spend too much time on social media, you're buying love for your brain but the cost is your heart. Um, And that is just, (laughs) that is just, that's how it is because in your brain, you're getting love, right? In your brain, you're getting connection and your brain feels good, but it rips out your heart. Um, It rips out your relationship. And um, yeah, and it was horrible on my mental health. Um, I really just didn't, feel like there was a reason to live. So every day I just lived to get to the next day, right? right. Every day was just numb yourself out, um, do as little as you can, um, do just as much to appease your parents, but you know, we still got to give them some grief and um, <laughs> just do the minimum that I could to get to the next day. And if I got to the next day, then I did something good. I achieved my goal. Um, And I really, I hit rock bottom and it led me down a path, some other things um, that were even more horrible. And I hit absolutely rock bottom at such a young age. And how old were you when you hit rock bottom? Um, I was 14. Shoot, dang. That's heartbreaking, man. Yeah. And, um... I just, I I couldn't do it anymore. And um, finally, some things through some events, um, my parents found out 
Um, and then it led to them finding out about my pornography addiction. And um, although it was something that no 14 year old should have to go through, right. just the burden lifted off my shoulders. Yes. Um, and being able to breathe again and not having to do everything behind my parents' backs and being able to be like, oh yeah, you want to go through my phone? Here's my phone. There's nothing on it. And not right. having to worry about all that stuff. It was just so refreshing. And um, instantly, instantly, I felt better. Um, it wasn't, there was no recovery. I mean, of course there was some right. sort of recover, but recovery, but there was that instantaneous feeling of just relief and of love and support and like I could finally live again and that I could actually feel emotions again that were not depression and anxiety and um you know just feeling worthless how many years do you think um you were numb where you weren't feeling anything I'd say for three years, probably from the time that I was almost 12 to the time that I was almost 15. So basically some of the most like crucial years of a tween's growth, mm -hmm. you were feeling nothing. Like you were numb and depressed. That is heartbreaking. And I am yeah, and so happy <laughs> that you were able to pull out of it, man. Holy crap. Yeah. And I think it, it affected me in so many ways other than just my mental health, you know, it affected me emotionally. Um, I believe that it affected me physically, um, spiritually, just in every single way it was bringing me down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Wow, man. Whew. So, and then social media and everything just like compounded it and made it just a hundred times worse. Yeah. And I think, so I actually, I love what you're doing with Bullies Be Gone. Um, Thank you. I had a starter as a kid, which is, um, you know, it's a, technically a stutter, but at the beginning of my words. And um, I did get a lot of grief and I was bullied for that as a young kid. Oh, um, you know, kindergarten, first, second grade, especially. Um, before we saw some development in mm -hmm. um, speech therapy. And so I think like having that as my background and then social media telling me that I wasn't enough, it just confirmed everything that those kids had said to me when I was a little kid, you know? Right, right. And it just kind of all built onto that. And, um, mm. and then not only that, but then social media is one of the easiest ways to access pornography. It's so, so easy, guys. Ah, in fact, for those of you listening, um, most of the pornography that I viewed was accessed from Instagram, um, and that's how most kids are. And it's it's just the it's the sad fact because you can't filter Instagram. You can't monitor that as closely as you can um a browser and so that's how it happens and it's one of the biggest downfalls of social media although oh, yeah. there are many oh yeah oh yeah social media is a dumpster fire right now guys it just ugh. stay away <laughs> don't get me wrong there are some good things in social media mostly like studs like 
Smith um, that had our on social media. Those are the good parts of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly a dumpster fire. So, wow, you went through everything, you hit rock bottom, then the best thing that could ever happen, getting caught and, you know, having that lift off your shoulders and everything so you can finally breathe. Then protect happened. Like what, 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 whoa, what, yeah, how so, did that go down? So um, it took a long time for me to feel confident in myself and to get myself out there and to get my story out there. Um, you know, when I got caught, at, I was almost exactly 14 and a half. And, um, and there was a big choice for me to make there because there are some kids who get caught and they just kind of keep doing what they're doing. And, you know, the kids who just hate that their parents are on their back and there's two ways to go there. But I decided, I decided that one night after my mom said, Smith, I'll fight for you, but you have to fight for yourself first. Mm -hmm. Um, I decided after that point that I wanted to be something and someone that could help people and um, that could change lives. And even if that's just one other person, um, I was going to feel, be okay with that. Right. And so after fixing myself first, first, which is the first step, right? Yes. After um, talking to my religious leaders, after joining a program called Sons of Helaman, which is dude, um, I know so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was a yeah. part of Sons of Helaman um, and went through that great program. Really helped me out. Um, and then I think the most important part is when I was able to realize that the love that I was trying to get from my phone wasn't going to be enough and that the love that I needed was from my friends and my family and from God um, yes. and from myself. Yes. That That's when that's when my life changed and it was slow, but steady. And I just, you know, step after step, one day at a time, um, continued to fight because there were days when I just like wanted to give up. And there were days where those neural pathways in my head, um, I felt like I couldn't change them. And I just wanted to relapse so bad, but just taking it one step at a time and committing to being something bigger so that I can help others. Um, that's when my life started to change and just got better instantaneously. And um, then it took, you know, a year and a half for me to really be ready to put myself out there. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. To start helping people, to start telling people my story. And um, I started helping people just like on a very subtle base, on a very person by person um, you know, friends at school. I met someone at EFY that I helped out. Um, I got some of my lacrosse teammates to come to Sons of Helaman with me. Um, just a lot of, wow. just a lot of, oh, I, I can help this person. Let's help their, this person. Now that I've helped this person, let's go help these people. Right. right. Um, and I did that because it made me feel amazing. Yeah. And I did that because after learning, I mean, you know, all the statistics on pornography and Mm-hmm. Um, the effects of social media after learning about those, I just, I hated it because I wanted to be the only one that was broken. Right. I wanted to be able to say like, Oh, this is my thing. Everybody else is fine. But it killed me that that wasn't the case. It killed me that when I went to school, that every single person I made eye contact with at school was struggling to. Yeah. And I hated 
to look around and see that all of these people, I hated to look around at school and say, all of these girls don't know their worth. All of these boys aren't getting the love that they need. Um, And that's what I hated most about it. So that's why I wanted to help people because I didn't want people to feel the way I had felt. Man, that's powerful. I mean, starting things out, helping one person at a time, because that's, that's honestly how honest and true change happens. That's how like a culture is changed is, you know, through one person at a time, you don't, you know, speak in front of 500 people and then, you know, they feel good for two seconds, but then they go home and do what? Right. Like, I love that. And so, so you're helping people, you're going through, you're getting your story out there a little bit, little by little. And then when did, okay, for those who are listening, who have no clue what I meant when I said protect, what is protect? So protect, um, we actually, we had to file under protect strong is my company and I help families. I talk to kids about, um, the dangers and harmful effects of pornography and social media. Um, at their house, and then I help parents set up um, restrictions on phones and know what Wi-Fi filters to get and know what software to use on computers if you're doing online school and just everything to really secure your home and feel good about it because there's a lot of parents who just don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of parents out there who don't, I mean, to try out every single parental control app and then try and figure out which one is the best takes like 48 hours um and just you know me being able to come in be like here's what's worked for me and my family here's what i think is the best way of course um you can only protect so much right there's going to be a point where stuff happens but um it really gives you it really gives parents a good proactive measure to where they can kind of stay on top of things and um you know, roll with the punches instead of just being completely reactive. Right. It gives them a fighting chance of mm-hmm. fighting for their kids instead of yeah. their kids just being mowed over by the beast that the internet is. Yeah. Good heavens. Wow. I my mind is blown. Like that's crazy to me that it okay, hey, you are seventeen. When did you turn seventeen? Because I turned seventeen pretty recently. Yeah, a month and a week ago. Okay. Gotcha. So this kid's barely even 17, okay? Like, that's crazy. The, uh, a, it breaks my heart that a kid so young went through such harrowing experiences to enable you to be sharing such a powerful message and stuff um, because no kid should have to go through that. Um, yeah. And so it makes me just <laughs> makes me swole with pride and happiness to know what you're doing now um, to help kids, to help other families. Um, and so how did you, how did you come up with Protect? It, that's pretty nifty. Um, it was actually, I am not the creative one in my family. Um, <laughs> it was my older sister. She's an artist and just so creative. So, you know, we've got the, not only do we protect families, but we are pro-tech. Um, we think that tech can be used as a good tool. Absolutely. Um, but we're also protecting your tech. And so, you know, there's a few plan of words in there. I also, going back to the one person change at a time, I found this quote that my mom sent me the other day. Um, and I think it's amazing. It says, one person with commitment accomplishes more than a thousand with an opinion. 
And I think it's the same thing as, um, and that's by Orrin Woodward. And I, it really resonated with the same thing as like, you can go and speak to someone and you can speak to someone who has an opinion, but listeners, the most important thing to do is not just have an opinion, but to make a commitment. And the most important thing to do is to act and, um, you know, join the fight instead of watching the fight and um, be a part of the fight instead of cheering on the fight, which is great. Like um, we love, we love people who uh, cheer the fight on from the sidelines, but we also need more fighters. Right guys. We need, we, (laughs) we need as many freaking fighters as we can guys. Yeah. Um, And going back to, so when you talked about how, um, when you were finally able to love yourself, that was the game changer that changed your life. Um, when I talk to schools and when I talk to kids who are struggling with unkindness or bullies or whatever it is, um, the first thing I always talk about is know who you are. Um, and as soon as you know who you are, you know, bullies, whoever it is, they, they have no power over you. Um, and while you're talking, I was like, oh my gosh, like when you finally loved yourself, porn no longer had power over you. Mm-hmm everybody who's listening i hope you know you have eternal worth like you are worth it a hundred percent no matter what you're going through no matter what's happened in your life you have that worth so never give up i mean if if you've learned nothing else from smith today guys you hear his story the moment that the game changers when you could love yourself i i love that i'm getting all worked up oh man and I, with that too, I also think like something that's so crucial um, to add to that is once you know, once you're confident too, once you can love yourself, you can be confident. And once mm-hmm. you're confident, you can know what's right. Yes. Um, and that's been huge for me because I have that confidence, but it is still hard. It is still hard to be the kid who has the Snapchat suck sticker on the back of my car. I get a lot of grief for that at school. Um, really? Yeah, I get mocked a lot um, for my business. I get mocked a lot for the Snapchat sucks thing. I just, I take a lot of slack at school for it, Um, but I know it's right. And when I know I'm doing good and when I see people who are opposing good, all I see is one more person that I can help. All I see is that person who's telling me that um, to oppose my efforts to, you know, to help families restrict right, right. and protect, they're going to go sell porn. When I have kids telling me that, um, that's me thinking, oh, well, you know, that obviously shows me that you're struggling with something. It's got to be something. And you're one more person I can help. Um, and so yeah. loving yourself to the point that you are confident and finding your passion, finding what you want to do in life and just going after it 110%. Um, knowing that no one can stop you because you're doing good and you're doing what's right by yourself. Um, that's the most, not only the most important thing that you can do in regards to social media and pornography and this aspect of life, but that's the most important thing you can do in life period, man. Amen. Gosh, Smith for president. There we go, (laughs) man. Oh gosh, there's this is oh man. I hope you guys are all taking notes who are listening. There's so much goodness in this in, in this episode today. So kind of in closing, um, let's say today we had a kid come up to us right now, tell us they're struggling with porn, um, because they're being bullied or whatever, and they just feel worthless. 
what would be, what, what do you tell those kids? For me, um, when I have friends tell me that, the first thing I always do is give them a hug. Um, especially kids my age, te older teenagers, we do not get enough hugs. And um, I have friends who like, can't remember the last time they just went up to their parents and hugged them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I mean, I give all of my friends hugs. And honestly, <laughs> I think that um, my guy friends think it's a little weird, but I just want them to know that they're loved, right? right? I want them to really feel their worth. And I want them to know that I care about them. So I always, when my friends come and talk to me about things that they've been struggling with, I always lead with a hug. Um, and then I look at them and I tell them, this does not define you. This is something that every single person is struggling with. Um, look around at our school, every single man, every single kid, every single boy here is struggling with this. Yeah. Um, and it makes you good. It makes you, it shows a good heart that you're willing to tell me. It shows that you have a good heart and that you want to do better and yeah. be better. And that not only will do you good in overcoming this struggle and this addiction, um, but it will do you good in life because you will be able to overcome anything with that good heart. Man. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. I love you, man. You are just, you are a light um so how can people find you man shameless plug time let's hear it <laughs> so um you can find my instagram at it's at protect strong p-r-o-t-e-c-h-t strong s-t-r-o-n-g um actually because of how much i hate social media i am on it very rarely i have someone else who runs it for me um yeah. just trying to keep my mental health good but that's how um, i got lucky with this podcast guys the lady who runs his social media bless her soul followed me so i was able to message this account yeah. and get this thing worked out so thank you lady but anyway you, what's, your, what's your website what's your website um my website is um the same as my instagram www.protectstrong.com um i'm also starting a nonprofit here soon um and that's called live life bigger so you know mm -hmm. we got a lot of things in the works yes trying to do as much as we can um you know just spread a little more love into this crazy world that we live in I love it. If you guys, um, if anyone listening here is struggling with pornography or any addiction for that matter, know that you are loved. Um, if I could reach through your phone or whatever you're listening to right now and give you a big old freaking hug, I would because you're worth it. Uh, you have infinite worth. Um, thank you so much, Smith, for coming here, um, sharing thank your story you. and your mission. Um, thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, uh, make sure to go follow him on Instagram. Um, get some more positivity in your life. Uh, his Instagram and his website, that's going to be in the show description. Um, go on and follow me um, for your daily dose of positivity, bulliesbe.gone. Um, and always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. We will see you on the next one.